You're listening to the Be a Better Lawyer podcast with Dina Cataldo, episode 237. So how do high-achieving lawyers break through generations of being taught that we have to grind ourselves into the ground to get results for clients, build a successful business, and create a life we love? While law schools are busy teaching the rule of law, they're slacking on teaching us how to be a better human to create for ourselves the success we thought we'd achieve after law school. This podcast bridges the gap between law school and life. Hello, my friend. How are you doing today? I am enjoying a beautiful winter day. It rained this morning. Now there are leaves all up and down my street. They are beautiful fall colors. And I have a sleeping or a nearly sleeping puppy who's next to me. So it is the perfect day to record a podcast. So have you ever sat at your desk and thought about all the what ifs? What if you started your own practice? What if you expanded your practice? What if you made partner? What if you started that blogging or that podcast idea that's been rolling around in the back of your mind over the years? This episode is for the dreamers, for the ambitious lawyers, the dreamers who had this nagging tug at their heart that they are meant for more. And I wanted to create a very special episode for lawyers who, even though they have this recurring dream, also are not taking action or they're taking action, but not action that's producing big results. In fact, you might even find yourself saying things like this should be going faster. I designed this episode so you could go through it a couple times and examine your brain, question every belief stopping you from taking action and begin dissolving thoughts, sabotaging yourself from going after your dreams full throttle. And when I do this work with my clients, they achieve their goals faster. I'm sharing the mindset work we do in a condensed version for you in this episode. This is the game plan today, my friend. First of all, I'm going to walk you through uncovering and getting awareness of thoughts stopping you from taking action. Then you're going to learn why our brain responds like it does with these particular thoughts. And next, we're going to start dissolving these thoughts by understanding what they really are. And finally, you are going to learn how to question these thoughts one by one so that when they pop up for you, which they inevitably will because they have been programmed in our brain for so long, that we have just got them on autopilot, you can counter them with the truth and take action. This last step is essential. I really want you to hear this. It takes consistently showing up for yourself and questioning your thoughts so that you can take action. This is the rewiring of your brain to take action on your dreams. This is the process that I talk about with my clients. The reason my clients see changes when they work with me as their coach is because I'm questioning their thoughts on our calls. They get in the habit of seeing the thoughts that prevent them from taking action and become more and more proficient at questioning their own thoughts when we're not even on a call together. And they can counter these these thoughts with the truth without me even being there. They become more proficient at thinking intentionally instead of letting their unintentional thoughts run the show, which most of us, let's face it, have these unintentional thoughts that are just running everything in our life. 
Unintentional thoughts are the thoughts we have just running on autopilot in our heads. We all have unintentional thoughts. We don't all learn to observe unintentional thoughts and dissolve them and replace them with intentional thoughts. Intentional thoughts are thoughts that lead to better, more intentional results in our life. Remember, our thoughts create our results. If we don't have what we want, we can change that by examining our current thinking and making changes to it. Before we go into this episode full swing, I want to celebrate a few of my clients who are getting amazing results right now because they're just kicking butt on their goals. One has blown past her $200,000 goal this year and is hitting the $250,000 mark in revenue in this year. And she did that even while deciding that she was going to work four days a week this year. Another made partner and found other jobs that she liked. She's got options where before she didn't even think she had options. Another is laying the foundation for a new stream of income by working three to five hours a week to follow her writing passion. Another is strengthening her bond with herself and building self-confidence for a new leadership position that she took on this year. If you want to make a change in your life, this is a great time to book a strategy session with me. It is that magical time of year where we can finish the year strong and create the belief system we need to move us through the new year with less overwhelm and more confidence. I do this work on myself and it makes a huge difference in how I show up for my business, my clients, myself, and the people around me. So if this is the work that you want to do on yourself, Go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session to book a call with me. Let's get your name on the celebration list. Go to dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session, and we will set you up for success. All right, let us get to the game plan for you dreamers. So number one, the very first step that I am walking you through is getting awareness. The step is crucial. It lays the foundation for you catching thoughts that aren't serving you. Because remember, we're having thoughts all the time, but we just don't always catch them. A thought doesn't serve us if it's preventing us from taking action or it makes it really hard to take action, like moving through molasses. So I'm going to run through a few thoughts that I hear on a regular basis. Then I'm going to walk you through how they might present themselves so you can notice them more easily. So four thoughts I hear regularly from lawyers and really get in the way of them taking action on their dreams are, what if I fail? Like this thought feels really scary, right? It's fear of the unknown. What will people think? This also feels scary. It's a fear of judgment. Shouldn't I just be happy? This can feel demoralizing and discouraging. I did an entire episode called The Dark Side of Gratitude that I encourage you to listen to if this is a thought that comes up for you. I will link to it in the show notes. It's episode number 206. I shouldn't follow my dream because the economy is uncertain. I don't have time. I have kids. We're saving for college, band camp, cheerleading a house, et cetera. My family needs health care. My family needs X right now. I want you to know that I had a flavor of these thoughts too as I've gone after my goals. The only difference 
between me and you, if you have any of these thoughts, is that I persevered through them and I got coaching to help me through them. Whether you're currently working with a coach or not, in this episode, you're going to get some of the tools to help you through these thoughts. Number two, so why do we think thoughts like these? You may think it's because they are true. That's actually not why we think them at all. The reason we think these kinds of thoughts that create doubt, worry, maybe even shame or overwhelm is because our brains have programming, just like a computer. The primal part of our brain is concerned with three things, pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain, and feeling super comfortable. You have a steady paycheck right now or a practice that's bringing in income already with the things that you're doing, and your brain is going to default to this programming because making any kind of change is going to feel uncomfortable. It's going to feel like it's unsafe. It's something new. It's going to take work. You have habits, whether you see them as good or bad, that have got you this far. And the brain sees this, all of those actions as a sure thing, and any change is deemed scary and bad. It's like playing a game of red light, green light. Your brain is always going to flash a red light when you want to change anything you're doing, try something different, even if what you're thinking and what you're doing is stalling your growth. It's getting you a result that's not as good as you can get. Our job, right? Our job, your job, my job is to see what is happening in our brain and learn skills to refocus our brain so we can take action more easily and create the life that we want. Okay, so that begs the question, how do we refocus our brain? First of all, we've got to recognize that these are just thoughts. They are not facts. They are sentences in our brain. They don't actually mean to stop. And it's really easy to take our thoughts at face value and believe them like they're facts. They feel like it, right? They're in our head. Of course, they must be facts, but we have to retrain ourselves to see them as sentences in our brain and not believe them at face value. This is really hard when you might have been thinking these thoughts over and over again. Imagine walking into a bookstore and taking all of the titles that you see on the books at face value. So you walk up to a shelf and you see on the shelf a book called Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Now, if you take this book title at face value, you might think something like, oh, I shouldn't buy that book because I don't have a spaceship. There's no need for me to read that book. I won't be able to see the galaxy anyway. Now, in case you didn't know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is a hilarious sci-fi book that has nothing to do with literal space travel. Or for my English lit friends who are listening, it's like looking at the title Pride and Prejudice and thinking it's a treatise on the difference between the two topics. You actually have to open the book and read it to understand it's a romance and it's talking about social conventions between men and women and money in the 18th and early 19th century when it was written. Same thing goes with our thoughts. Think of them as titles to a book, to a story you don't know anything about get really curious about them. Because when we get curious, we get distance from those sentences that are in our brain, and then we don't take them at face value. So the next part of this is looking at how to question these sentences in our brain, like we would question the books on the shelf. To do this, we need to look at the thought and get really specific about what our brain thinks the problem is. And I want to stress that word, thinks the problem is, because oftentimes we think a problem is something and we're totally wrong. 
In fact, 99.99%, that's the case until we start questioning the thought and understanding where it's coming from. So I'm going to take, excuse me, I'm going to take those four sentences we talked about at the beginning of this episode and break them down. If you have different thoughts that you've come up with that you see that are preventing you from taking action or are making it really hard for you to take action, you're going to do the same thing on your own. You will question those thoughts until you can make them very specific, so specific that you could enter them into a math equation. And you're going to know more about that when I get there in a second. So let's say you want to start your own practice or do anything new. I'm just making this really specific for purposes of this example. So you think something like, I want to build my own practice, but I don't have time right now. I want you to ask questions and get really specific. What exactly does I don't have time mean? Because I guarantee you, you have some time. How much time might you have? If you cut something out, would you have more time? If that's something you want, Like, is that something that you want to do to fuel your dream? Now, I have a client who's laying a foundation for her future business, and she's using three to five hours a week. And she has kids, she's working full time. So that's what she has to start out. What we do is we work on making decisions ahead of time on the most effective ways for her to use that time. So she's not wasting it, spinning out and telling herself she doesn't know what to do right? We make those three to five hours incredibly productive for her and fun, right? Like we don't want to create something for ourselves that feels like another job. So what we work on is just really looking at the facts. We get really specific about what is going to move the needle in creating this business. I have another client who has a little more time to build her business on top of her law practice, and we structure her time accordingly. So there's no such thing as quote unquote, not enough time, right? That you could not put that in a math equation. There's math and there's drama, as my coach likes to say. So you figure you've got 24 hours in a day, right? Multiply that by seven. And that's how many hours you have in a week. Like take out time for sleep, take out time for the office, take out time you want to spend with the kids, right? Take out time you want to spend alone doing nothing. Take out time that you want to work. What do you want to have to work out, to eat? Take all that time out. Look at it like a math equation and you will find time. It may just be an hour or so, but that is time that you can use to help you further your ambitions. The math are facts. They're specifics. The drama is all really vague. And they're thoughts that we can question to get them more specific. So here's another example. The thought, I want to build my own practice, but I might fail. So again, we want to get really specific. What does failure mean to you? Failure is a really vague word, and it means something different to a lot of people. When I was thinking about leaving the law to coach lawyers full time, my version of failure was that if I didn't make enough money to keep my standard of living, then I would need to go back to my job. And then I would feel shame and that would feel horrible. What I realized was that I needed to question this thought. And when I did, I understood that my worst fear was a feeling that I was going to have in my body, that feeling of shame. What failure actually meant to me, though, was me never trying. I could go back to my job and deal with the feeling I might have if I didn't make as much money as I needed to keep my quality of life. But I never wanted to feel regret for not trying because that would be the worst feeling of all for me. 
before and after I left my job, I got coached on this. So I could see when this thought popped up and when I was giving it too much time in my head on autopilot. Because what happens is when we get stuck on one of these thoughts that are unhelpful, it takes us out of action. So if I wanted to serve my clients and I was thinking the thought, oh no, I might have to go back to my job. My brain is focused on me. It's not focused on serving my clients. So what served me was getting out of that thought as quickly as possible so I could refocus my attention on serving my clients. Okay, same thing with that thought about time that we just talked about. I don't have enough time. When we're focused on telling ourselves we don't have enough time, we're not focusing on solutions that are going to help us create time so that then we can take action on our dreams. We can't get focused on what it is we need to move the needle if we're just focused on the thought that we don't have time. So here's another example. The thought, I want to leave the law, but people will think something negative about me. Sometimes I hear this from lawyers who think their employer will think that they're ungrateful for the opportunity that they gave them, or they're afraid if things don't work out the way that they want them to, that people will think, see, I told you. So here's what I want to ask you if this thought comes up for you. So what? What if they do? Do you want that possibility to prevent you from living the life that you want? Do you want to allow those people to dictate how you live and the decisions you make? Life is short. We get to make of it what we want. Do you want to let what someone thinks or says out loud stop you from doing what you want? Most lawyers I ask this question to say no. It feels horrible when we think that someone is going to disapprove of something that we do, but is that a feeling you are willing to feel in the short term so you can have what you want in the long term? My answer was yes, definitely. So here's the last example I want to share with you. The thought, I shouldn't because the economy is uncertain. I'm saving for college, band camp, cheerleading, a new house. My family needs the health care. My family needs X right now. Anytime we think something like should or should not, flag it. Those words are red flags that you're judging yourself. When we judge ourselves, we block ourselves from taking action. We feel shame in wanting what we want. Whenever I notice my brain thinking these kinds of should thoughts, I get really specific. Like, what does it mean that the economy is uncertain? Right? My clients are getting promotions, interviews, and creating businesses where people are paying them money. So this is not a universal truth. It's, if we're using vague words, our brain is putting up a roadblock for us. It's just an automatic roadblock. It's just a thought. It's not a, a fact. So get really specific about what that phrase means to you. Can it fit into a math equation if you get that specific? Do you make it mean that people don't want to buy your services right now? Right? Like you might say, um, it means I have zero clients right now. It means I have five clients right now. It means I want 10 clients and I only have five clients right now, right? When we think those kinds of thoughts, we tend not to market our services as much because we think people don't have money to purchase our services. When we think that kind of a thought, we tend not to look 
for new positions or ask for promotions, right? We're not making offers, okay? Instead, we're focused on the belief that the, the economy is uncertain. And here is all of the evidence I have to show me that this is true. But I know for a fact that's not just fact, okay? It impacts some people in a certain way. But let's get really specific about it. Let's not just let our brain go on autopilot about it. So I more than doubled my revenue in my business this year compared to last year. I have a client who blew past her revenue goal this year and made way more than last year. The reason, okay, the reason we did that, because when our brain thinks crappy thoughts, we question them, right? It's that simple. We question our thoughts. We don't believe them at face value anymore. I literally never think about what the news says about the economy. I don't want to take on anyone's crappy thoughts. I have enough crappy thoughts of my own. I don't need more. The same thing goes with other thoughts, all right? you Any thoughts that you're having, like I shouldn't because of family needs or I'm saving for, et cetera, like these kinds of thoughts leave no room for and. I did a whole podcast on the power of and and how black and white thinking impacts lawyers developing interests outside of the law. So I'm going to link to it in the show notes. Black and white thinking blocks us from creativity. It blocks us from seeing possibility. It's like thinking I can have a peanut butter sandwich or a jelly sandwich. A genius came along and said, oh, wait, I can put them both in the same sandwich, (laughs) right? Like we have to start looking at our thoughts and questioning them. Sometimes we do need to make choices, but more often I see people, myself included, right? My brain works the same as your brain. I just have a different way of looking at things. We think in black and white terms only to discover that the brain is wrong. You can keep your current job and build other interests, even build another business. You can leave your current job and think about setting up health insurance outside of your current job, right? I mean, it's just being taken out of your paycheck, right? You Literally, it's math. You can save for college for your kids or a new house and lay the foundation for a new business and eventually leave your current position, Right. I actually started building my business while I was working full time as a criminal prosecutor. Right. If you've been listening to this podcast for pretty much any amount of time, you probably know that I had to get over my beliefs too. this. This took me some time, too. I had to do this work to understand that my brain was in black and white thinking. It literally thought I could not do anything else, that I had zero time. And I had to work on that thought and understand that, no, that was not true. I wasn't questioning it. And so when I started doing that work, I started creating the time to start developing interests and then discovering the businesses that I wanted to explore. So if I hadn't done this work, I would not have followed my ambitions. I would have just kept spinning out. So I highly encourage you to go back through this episode, re-listen to it, and then make sure that whatever thoughts that you're having, you're questioning them. You're doing the math and you're staying out of the drama. Like literally look at your numbers. You will probably find the numbers are much better than your brain tells you initially. And if they are not, you get to make decisions. The question becomes then, what decisions do you want to make versus what decisions are you ignoring or avoiding by letting your brain think on autopilot? 
So what we're doing in this episode, what we've been doing is uncovering thoughts that you have so you can neutrally evaluate them and make decisions based on your best interests, not on fear or shame, but on what you actually want. Because you can learn how to deal with fear or shame right? Like that is something that we learn in coaching, right? We learn how to process emotions, how to, you know, create resilience so that you can feel emotions and know that it's okay and have that self-trust. But it really takes being thoughtful, strategizing and problem solving, right? Like once you can process those emotions and just understand that they are just vibrations in your body, then you can get into problem solving mode so much quicker. And it can be done. How do I know this? Because I made a lot of these same decisions before I left my job at the DA's office. I had to think through a lot of things and it didn't preclude me from going after my dreams. All it did was just, it was just math. I just needed to figure out the math. I help other lawyers navigate what they want and make powerful decisions for their future using these same tools. They learn how not to let their futures be decided by their autopilot thoughts and keeping them in fear and worry and instead learn how to take action on what they want. And when they learn the skills to navigate the thoughts that will inevitably come, they feel more confident about their decisions and don't live in that what-if land. They simply decide what they want and make that happen. All right, so the final part of this is continually recognizing these thoughts and redirecting your brain. A lot of people think that if they notice the thought once, it should just go away. I am so sorry, my friend, that is not how the brain works. When it doesn't, they end up beating themselves up for continuing to think it. It's going to come back, okay? The skill that you're learning here is noticing it and not letting it go unquestioned. This is a continual process. Our brain has practiced thoughts like this for a really long time, and we need to continually redirect our brain. It's just going to come up. That's the work. Don't give up on yourself. The best thing I ever did for myself was to never give up on myself. I never gave up on the belief it was possible for me to change my life. I never gave up on the belief I could figure out how to create the mindset I needed to move forward on my goals. Give yourself that same gift. You will never regret doing this work on yourself. Okay, so here's a quick recap of the skills you learned in this episode. First, Gain awareness of the thoughts you're having as sentences in your brain. They are optional. They are not factual. Second, know that when you have these thoughts, they don't mean anything. We have thoughts because of an automatic process in our brain that has us pursuing pleasure, avoiding pain, and seeking comfort. Anything new is going to feel scary. That's okay. It's our job to learn how to feel feelings without letting those feelings keep us from taking action on what we want in our life. Third, we learn to move past them by A, getting distance from these thoughts and realizing they don't mean anything in re- about reality, and B, questioning our thoughts, getting curious and getting specific. When we get factual, it's easy to see the drama versus the math. And fourth, just keep doing this work. Don't do it once and forget it. You can save this episode, come back to it once a month, once a week, whatever you need, but keep redirecting your brain to recognize the drama your brain tells you and question those thoughts. If you want help moving past the drama so you can take action towards your dream, book a call with me. 
we will look at the specific thoughts you have about what's between you and making your goal reality in our initial call and find out what skills you need to make it easier for you to take action. Book a call with me at dinacataldo.com forward slash strategy session. All right, my friend, I hope you have a wonderful rest of your week. I am going to sip some more tea. I am going to go snuggle with my dog and finish up my Christmas cards. (laughs) All right, my friend, I'll talk to you soon. Bye.